With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, it looks like the cancel culture mob may have met its match, or they are going to meet their match, because they're coming after the masters. Now, they're coming after the masters, and they're not making too much of a demand. They just want them to move the tournament out of Georgia. Oh, this is going to be fun. I love the masters. Uh, they also want the uh, Major League Baseball to move out of Georgia, and that they might get their way. We'll give you the latest on that showdown. Also, a brutal, ugly, nasty uh, crime, murder in D.C. by a couple of young girls. Uh, we'll give you the reaction to that from the mayor of D.C. It's just disgusting. The USA, USA Today fires its race, race and inclusion editor for her tweets about the uh, mass murder in Boulder. I'm uh, thinking of applying. They need a race and inclusion editor. Maybe, maybe. Maybe they'll take a look at me, and I'll give you my review of Saturday Night Live. Uh, hint, mm, not good, not good. We'll give you all that and more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan. Get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colony, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Uh, we asked last week, uh, I think it was when when um, Harry's Razor, Harry's Razor canceled uh, their, their account with... Uh, with the Daily Wire, because Michael Knowles you know, talked about transgender issues. You're not allowed to do that unless you come at it from one perspective, unless you think that every biological boy who transitions should be able to play girl sports and kick the crap out of girls. If you do that, you're okay. If you question it at all, you're in trouble. That's what Michael Knowles did. Ari's Razor got a tweet uh, sent to them from a high school kid with two followers. They canceled them. And we asked, I mean, what next? What will happen next? And, 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 and I should have seen this coming. And I got to say, I love this. I'm looking forward to this. 
they're going to try to cancel the Masters, which is, which is the fight we've been looking for. This is going to be glorious. Uh, I saw this story came come out yesterday. Um, BLM activists are demanding the Masters move its tournament out of Georgia. In fact, it was two things. The two things in this one story. BLM activists demand the Masters and the MLB All-Star Game, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which is scheduled for Atlanta in the middle of the summer. They want both of those uh, events moved out of Georgia. And all I gotta all I gotta say is does to my my friends in BLM, the the BLM activists who are doing this, and I can uh, get you the story here, get you the details of the story here. But I I would ask my friends in BLM, do you understand? you know what the masters is do you understand it's played at the same golf course every year for like a hundred years it doesn't move around they don't say oh you know this year maybe we'll skip georgia and we'll we'll hold the tournament in you know rhode island that doesn't happen that will never happen plus the masters the guys who run them you can hate them if you want the people at augusta hate them all you want they don't play this game they don't play this. They will not play this game. Well, they they uh, they beat the the name is racist. You know, what I mean, all those. I, I, I was wondering when they get to that too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, first of all, good luck with that. Good luck with getting the people at Augusta to do anything uh, in accordance with the mob's demands. That's just this 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 is the fight we've all been waiting for. This this ain't you know, Harry's razor. This isn't uncle Ben's or aunt Jemima or the bachelor. I mean, God knows the the list is long Cullinane. We have been talking about this for over a year and each and every day we have another story and corporate America for the, for the most part has been uh, pathetic. They have submitted to the demands of the cancel culture mob on almost every occasion at some level, at some level, they will concede something and they, you know, they'll give money to black lives matter as we learned and, uh, and black God knows we don't know what black lives matter is doing with it. The local chapters are all upset because they don't get any of the money, but they've, they've, they've raked in like a billion dollars from corporate America. And we've given you some of the names and some of the, the, the companies that give uh, protection money to BLM to keep them off their ass that ain't going to work with the masters. And I'm actually looking forward to this because I don't think they understand who they're dealing with. I mean, we, we all remember the, uh, the Martha Burke story when she demanded they uh, uh, allow women into the club that eventually they did, you know, Condi, uh, Condi Rice is a member, but they don't play the game where they say, you know, we apologize, you know, just don't, just don't, uh, 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 slander us. Just don't, uh, label us. Just please, please, please just, you know, don't do this to us. They, they're, they're more inclined to change something, do something. If you don't pressure them than if you do. And I do think you're going to see a big, uh, real contrast here because what we see with like MLB or, or NCAA or you, you name it. I mean, these are woke organizations super woke organizations i mean the as as many people pointed out yesterday major league baseball they're uh, um more likely to um boycott georgia than cuba <laughs> they played regular season games in cuba a few years ago as you remember uh barack obama was high-fiving uh uh, Castro, Castro's brother, the, 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 the monstrous dictator who, who murders political dissidents. And Barack Obama was given this fish, 
fish uh, hand a uh, little uh, uh, high five and hugging and laughing with with uh, with Castro. That's okay, apparently. Major League Baseball can go there and be used as pawns by a, a communist thug, but you can't go to Georgia because Georgia, the people of Georgia, want to uh, stop voter fraud. I mean, they want to, God, God forbid look at ids when people vote and and i, I don't want to get into the particulars of the vo vote of the of the legislation in georgia let's be honest everybody knows what happened in the election everybody knows that mail-in voting was used under the pretense of covid they they used mail-in voting they won god knows they they changed the world they're going to change the world georgia elected two radical democrat senators and there was some uh, irregularities in the voting so the legislature is trying to do something about it. And um, mainly, you know, voter ID. You need voter ID to absentee to vote absentee. You need vote. You should have voter ID. Everybody knows you should have voter ID to vote, period. Everyone knows it. Democrats resist it because they don't because they want to make it easier to cheat. And uh, Republicans insist on it as if it's some great demand like, Okay, you show ID. We all know you have to show ID for everything. Pick up a prescription, you show an ID. You go to the registry, you show an ID. You get vaccinated, you show an ID. So what? Let's all just show an ID. Let's all agree on that one thing and move on and not sit there and talk about. And and I, I, I knew as soon as I saw this little canard that everybody would run with it. Everybody on the left would run with it. And, and I Googled it and they're running with it. You can't give water and cookies to people in line voting. It's a lie. It's It's all about not having campaigning to the people in line the voter the poll workers can give water but you can't have campaign volunteers you know with raphael warnock t-shirts giving out goodies in line it's like saying you can't give out right, 20 dollar bills. Water, yeah like branded water bottles and things like <laughs> yeah. that yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. you say you can't give stuff to people in line you can't give them money you can't give them food you can't give them drinks if you're a campaign volunteer trying to uh win voters to over to your side you can't do that and of course everybody ran with this this is including biden that dope he didn't even know what he was talking about and he talked about you can't give water to voters in line now what's going on this is a sick i mean he was so tired when he talked about it i don't even know where he was and of course all the usual suspects all the useful idiots in on the left chris wallace and the rest of them ran with it said this is a disgrace you can't give water to people in line i knew that would happen I, I almost blame the uh, the Republicans of Georgia for putting it in there just because I knew they would make it seem like the whole point of this exercise was to stop people from voting, which, you know, I'm, I'm OK with. If you're trying to stop people who wouldn't normally vote from voting, good. It shouldn't be that easy. You should be there. You should have to go in person on Election Day like we used to go to. Is there anything dumber than complaining about lines at, at the polling place when you have early voting for a month? If you're waiting in line, you're an idiot because you could just go the next day or the next day or the next day. And by the way, if there's a line, the people who are working that polling place, they're to blame. It's not the Republican Party or the whatever. It's the people there in that precinct who are to blame. Blame them if there's a long line. But anyway, we're getting away from the whole point of this because they just trying to tighten up the voter, uh, the voting laws, trying to avoid um, um, fraud. We know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. Some people are honest about it. Some aren't. But whatever. It's the people of Georgia, the legislature, 
who represent the people of Georgia, the governor, the secretary of state, they're doing their jobs. They're representing the people who elected them and majorly, oh, I should say black lives matter and major league baseball and various, um, Va uh, mobs, cancel culture mobs are, are trying to get involved here and say, how dare they make state law that we don't like? And if you do that, you know what? We're not going to drink Coca-Cola. I love this part too. We're not going to watch CNN. <laughs> they're going after local businesses and they're going to say, we're not going to watch CNN. I'm like, oh, that's a win, I guess. Maybe we're just going to weigh the pros in the car. Yeah. You know, let's pass any law it takes, whatever it takes to get people to boycott CNN. But you watch Coca-Cola and all the big companies in Georgia will bow. Okay. It's but back to your point about the masters, like the masters is actually an entity, whether you agree with them or not, but at least you know where they stand. And so right now this came out yesterday and sure, you and I see it and tweet about it or whatever. The Masters isn't actually the story that's out there the most. I think the only place I saw the Masters being called out was the Daily Mail. Now, maybe they include it, but the MLB All-Star Game is the one getting the actual headlines because the media knows they can't mess with the Masters. The Masters right. aren't going to budge. They can pressure the MLB. So and, the MLB and, is yeah. everywhere. Absolutely right. And you'll get, you know, there'll be PGA players who will say whatever, whatever they're supposed to say because they're corporate sponsors. Uh, they won't like skip, it, though. They won't like, skip but but no one's going to skip it. No one's going to boycott it. No one's going to, you know, make a big statement during Masters week. It, I just uh, found it uh, hilarious that somebody, anybody thought that they could pressure, because let's be honest, they usually get their way. We're talking about BLM-backed mobs that usually get their Think of what they've done in the last year, what they've accomplished. I mean, I went through a short list of, you know, whatever. Get the guy who voices Cleveland on Family Guy uh, apologized and said he would never do it again. A cartoon, a guy who voices a cartoon character said i shouldn't do that because i'm not black and the cartoon character is black that i thought was peak insanity that was a year ago and uh or almost a year ago since then peak insanity has been redefined on almost a daily basis and we saw it with uh with chris harrison the most insane i, I want to say the most insane cancellation of all canceling a guy for saying we need to have compassion and grace and they canceled him after 20 years. And then, you know, the next day, Sharon Osbourne, she's canceled and she's suing, by the way, which should be interesting because she's got a lot of money and she sounds like a, a woman, a woman who's not going to just go away. She's suing CBS. Is it? Who's the talk? CBS? I, yeah, I CBS owns the talk. Yes. Yep. And hopefully she sues the people on the show with her who all turned on her like snakes. But uh, she's been she's done. She's done at. Uh, I don't even know why. Why is she done? What's she done? She defended. Uh, yeah, she Pierce defended. Pierce Morgan. Morgan. By the way, wrote a. He wrote a pretty good column. You read that I column? It. Yeah, it was pretty good. Guys, yeah, I, I saw it, and uh, and you know, just gets redefined, and then, like I said, peak insanity changes every single day. And I, I looked at the headline or the lead in this story and just laughed. I said, "Okay, let's go. Here we go. This is from the Daily Mail. It said major sporting events could be moved out of the state of Georgia if." Calls from civil rights groups are to be listened to. That's the lead from Daily News. That's pretty bad. Calls to move the Masters Golf Tournament and for the MLB All-Star Game to be moved come after the state passed a controversial voting law Thursday. Um, this this is going to be hilarious. To, you know, if they even protest, like outside the Masters and demand whatever, I don't even know what you're demanding, that they change laws. The, the, Tony Clark, the player's 
Association rep for MLB and a great guy. One of my favorite guys I've ever dealt with. Just a super nice guy when he was in Boston. Could not have been more cooperative, friendly guy. Uh, I interviewed him a couple of times and just, and just loved him. But he's the union guy and he's, uh, you know, he's woke. And he says, players are very much aware of the Georgia voting bill, which places restrictions on voting that some believe will make it particularly difficult for black voters to reach the polls. That's Tony Clark. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a big group text, maybe a group chain email going around. Yeah. About, about As it, it relates to the All-Star game, we've not had a conversation with the league on that issue. If there is an opportunity, we would look, we would look forward to having that conversation. And the uh, LA, LA Times started the ball rolling with the, uh, an op-ed piece saying, move the uh, the game. And then they linked to the completely unhinged insane keith olbermann why don't you get some uh oh yes keith olbermann here because keith olbermann was tweeting at me the other day really was he really yes and i was tweeting back at him and then he just kind of moved on but uh what was i what was he tweeting at me about the other day what was the big deal um uh I don't know, it was a big That's story a honor right there keith olbermann going yeah, and he's just so that? unhinged and so insane Oh, look at this. This is Olbermann versus Apartheid Georgia. By dint of timing and prominence, it falls to America's Major League Baseball players to begin the rebellion against the return of Jim Crow voting laws in Georgia. Major League Baseball is scheduled to play its All-Star game in Atlanta on July 13th. But just three weeks from now, baseball will first congratulate itself for having integrated its sport in 1947. On April 15th, as usual, all of its players will wear the same uniform number, number 42, worn by Jackie Robinson. If Commissioner Robert Manfred will not immediately move the All-Star game out of Atlanta, the players should not only announce that they will boycott that All-Star game, but they should also announce that they will boycott Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson was born in Georgia. For baseball players to have to celebrate integration while Jackie Robinson's home state enacts laws designed to keep people of color from voting is beyond mere hypocrisy. It is forcing players to participate in a humiliating sham, a virtual minstrel show of racist propaganda. His voice is so tough. A minstrel show. You know what? He is so articulate and I guess smart. You know, he's not a dummy, but he's just so insane. A minstrel show. Let me get this straight, because I've never really understood this. Demanding an ID, which is essentially what every you know, voter, what the fight is over in every state is vo uh, a voter ID. People like Keith Oman don't want you to show an ID. And, it, and when you go to the polls to vote, it just seems so nuts. You pull an ID thinking, of course, you have to show an ID. And if you try to show an ID, the poll worker will say, I do it all the time. I pull out the ID and they say, you want to see this? They say, no, no, we're good. They don't want to look at your ID. They don't want to confirm who you are. That is racist, according to Keith Oldman and others, Tony Clark and, and many, many others. Let me get this straight. The people who want to look an ID are the racists. The people who think minorities are too dumb or too lazy to secure their own ID, their own photo ID, they're not. I mean, Keith Oldman, in my opinion, is a racist. Keith Oldman thinks black people and Hispanic people can't get an ID, their own ID, because because why? Because why, why can't? Because they lost it? Because they don't ever get a license? Because they don't know how to go to the town hall or city hall and get an ID? They, I, see, I don't think that. I don't think you know, minorities 
should have any trouble getting ID. I think most of them have an ID. I think it's not an issue. It's certainly not a racial issue to say, let me see your ID when you identify yourself at the polls before you vote. If you think minorities can't do that, you're the racist. Keith Oldman, you are the racist. And But, you know, we already knew that. We already knew you were completely insane and unhinged saying a minstrel show. So having a game in Georgia is a minstrel show. Now, if you could, Colin, look up when when uh, Oldman went on a rant against the Major League Baseball for playing regular season games in Cuba, in Castro's Cuba, while people were in prison, political dissidents were in prison, being tortured, murdered by Castro. They Are you saying that when I Google that, I'm probably not going to find anything? probably not going to find anything. It's just yeah. so, and, and you know what? MLB today could say, make a big announcement and they would make a big deal of it. Say, we're going to hold regular season games, whatever, in, in July, in August, September, in Beijing, China. Maybe they'll put, you know, uh, hook it, uh, connect it, link it up with the uh, Olympics. Say, yeah, you know, Olympic baseball. Is baseball still in the Olympics? I know they were going to get rid of it. Who knows? Who cares? We'll get to the Olympics another day because that's going to be an issue. Playing the holding the Olympics down the street from concentration camps seems a little bizarre, but we'll get to that another day. Today, I would like to uh, just envision, imagine today that MLB Robert Manfred. I never heard anyone call him Robert Manfred. Keith Oldman was trying to be some kind of trying to be formal there. If Robert Manfred said we're playing in Beijing, would Keith Oldman say a word? Would would uh, Tony Clark? Would uh, you know Nike? God knows Nike. Uh, you know whatever Amazon, Apple. Would anyone really get upset if they said we're going to play an exhibition game in Cuba, in China, in Venezuela? Maybe if they were in North Korea, people would uh, get a little upset. But it's amazing in Georgia. They don't want to play in Georgia because it would be a minstrel show, according to Keith Oldman, because the people of Georgia want you to show an ID when you go to vote. They don't want voting to become a joke where you can just vote for months and vote in mail and vote drive by and vote any which way ballots harvest and you know whatever. They, they don't think that voting should be made so ridiculously easy that every, any moron in the world, people aren't even interested in voting, could get you know, their friends or you know, some, some uh, campaign worker could pressure them, say, hey, just give me that ballot check here. I, they, they don't like that idea. They don't like that idea. They want voting to be respected. The process should be respected. I think, does, does it make me uh, a supporter of voter suppression? I think voting should be done in person on election day. I mean, if, it's, if the line's too long, the people there, the local people should fix it. They're the ones responsible. Anyway, anyway, this is just getting started, by the way. The, as he said, July 13th, Major League All-Star game. They will go all out to pressure Georgia. And I think some places, not you know, no one's quite as uh, committed to doing things their own way as the Masters. But the state of Georgia is not going to just roll over. The state of Georgia is not going to say, oh, you want to... Uh, you're gonna pull out pull out of the the all star game out of our state. Okay, whatever. We'll we'll uh, we'll change all our laws. We'll do what you just give us a list of demands and we will meet them. I I'm telling you, I laughed out loud when I saw this over the weekend that Dave Roberts, manager of the uh, uh, L.A. Dodgers, former Red Sox player, we know that 
Dave Roberts said that he is thinking about, I'll get you the exact uh, quote, thinking about not managing in the All-Star game because of the people in Georgia are uh, making laws to stop voter fraud. Doesn't like that. Wants to, I guess Dave Roberts is an, an active activist kind of guy and wants to make sure that they can, they can cheat on election day. So if they passed his law, which they already have, he's thinking about not managing in the all-star game. Now, Dave Roberts, by all accounts, people like him. They think he's a, a good guy. God knows he's a hero in Boston. And I mean, people just generally like him. He's part Asian, I think, part African-American. The ego, the, the, the vanity it takes to say, I will not go there, sit in the dugout in uniform or whatever, hand in a lineup card for an all-star game. If you don't meet my demands or if you do something that I don't like, I will not come and manage an all-star game. God, I mean, if this were LeBron James or, or, or Tiger Woods, I'd say you're, you're, you're a little full of yourself thinking that they're going to make laws, make pass legislation or not pass legislation, depending on whether you appear in their city, in their state. Uh, again, I, from all accounts, Dave Roberts, Nice, nice enough guy. People like him. But where do you get off thinking your appearance in Georgia is that important? I mean, that vital to the cause that if you do, if you do what, you know, what, if you, if you do what I say, I'll show up, I'll put on a uniform and then you know what I'll do? I'll walk out and I'll take the picture out of the game and then I'll walk back to the dugout. And I mean, what the but he, hell? But he can't lose. It's a great look for Dave Roberts. He can't lose. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Because on their side, or if it gets canceled, he was the he was the first guy to come out and say, I wasn't going to be there anyway. He was the I was I was uh don't don't ask me why, but I ended up watching like ESPN the other day. Where was I? I was laid up for a day. I had a little procedure done, a lot of fun. But anyway. Laid up. So I'm watching ESPN and it's unbelievable. We knew how woke ESPN was, but I was watching the show with the, the guy that gives the points to the, the round the horn where he gives points to people for whatever. I don't even, I, don't, I swear to God, I never really understood that show. He just ding, 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 ding. They give points. <laughs> guys talk. Tony, yeah. Yeah. That show. And it's so, it's so woke. I mean, it's just, everything is just so off the charts woke. There's no, you know, they all, there's whatever, five people, they all think the same way about everything. They all love Kaepernick. They all, you know, hate, uh, whatever the shilling anyway, um, they were, um, talking about this and you know, you know, that there's complete consensus that if that, that Dave Roberts for even saying this is heroic, you know, that people of Georgia, like as, as Oldman said, it's like a minstrel show. They're all racist. They want people to show ID at the poll. That is like lynching, you know, Emmett Till. That that's just that's insane. That's that's Jim Crow. Or as our president says, that's like Jim Eagle. We never got to that, by the way. That could have been the dumbest thing I've ever heard a president say in a press conference. That's not Jim Crow, that's Jim Eagle. That's what I think what happens when Biden's pickled brain goes off script he comes up and thinks he's funny uh, funny creative that's not jim crow that's jim eagle anyway uh um dave roberts spoke out 
against the law, the passing, you know, again, voter integrity. They're, they're trying to assure voter integrity. They're passing laws to make people show ID to you to absentee vote. I'm not sure this law requires that ID. I can check for every kind of voting, but you got to prove who you are before you get an absentee ballot. Anyway, he spoke on this and said, quote, if it gets to that point, I'll certainly it'll certainly be a decision I'll have to make personally if it gets to that point. Um, he will let you know whether he's going to uh, appear in Georgia for the All-Star game. He says, when you're trying to restrict African-American votes, American citizens, that's alarming to me. Again, another guy who thinks that African-Americans somehow don't have the wherewithal to, to secure a photo ID. I mean, it's just amazing to me that you could say something that racist and nobody cares. Nobody calls you out. Yeah, I don't think minorities are smart enough to have IDs. What? What? Why? Why? Explain that to me. If there were media in this country, if there were actual media, they would say, "Excuse me, Dave. Why don't you think minorities can have IDs just like you know, just like white people? Why can't minorities have a driver's license? Or if they don't drive, I mean, it's free. You can get a photo ID. Show a photo ID. Why not?" <laughs> Explain that to me. I guess I guess I'm not uh, smart enough to understand why they can't have an ID. And I guess I don't blame a guy like Roberts. He's just doing what he has to do in this current culture. He's just uh, what's, playing game way, what, what's the impact, though? Like at the end of the day, th this stuff one is figured out so long ago, right? It's almost like going back to old tweets or shit like that. They probably decided when do they decide they're going to play an all star game five years in advance in a city? Unless this is because yeah, of at least, at least I would I would think so. It's a thing you recruit to your city, but like, what's the impact if they don't play the game there? The economic impact this year can't be a lot because they're probably not going to allow all the the total amount of fans and stuff like that. So, what's the real what's uh, the income that they're getting? It's just a, as 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 Keith Olman said, just a minstrel show. That's all. The Georgia law limits where voters can drop off ballots. It's they don't want to have you know ballot boxes every ten feet. They actually you know, might have to actually walk to the corner to throw it in. I mean, I'm going, what? You should be going to the polling place. It requires additional layers of identification for absentee voters. And it authorizes the state legislature to override local election officials. So the state legislature can override local election officials in terms of, you know, leaving the polling places open past when they're supposed to close. And Dave Roberts sitting in Los Angeles says, I'll think about whether I want to, whether I want to boycott that state because their legislature is requiring ID for absentee voters. I mean, what gall? I know he's not really, you know, thinking that he's going to make a difference. He's just kind of placating the around the horn mob. But what gall you must have to think if you don't do as I say, I will not manage in your all-star game. And I assume they're going to try to get the players to do the same thing. Tony Clark, he's an influential guy. Maybe they'll get, uh, tell me he's not going to get Mookie bets on his squad, on his team. Well, Mookie bets. Uh, uh, it's a good question. I, I mean, I, it's a good question for someone like Mookie bets. They, they do, they do understand the players do understand that they have to play along that there will. It's just like in the NFL, it, you know, Drew Brees said, I don't, believe in taking a knee from the anthem my grandparents my grandfathers fought in the war i love this country and they came swooping down and just ripped the flesh off his bones to the point we had to go on a on a apology tour that could be the most shameful thing that happened in sports 
in terms of this last year uh, where the cancel culture mob went what ran wild drew Brees had to apologize for saying he he believes in standing for the anthem and he loves his country and his own teammates malcolm jenkins and michael thomas uh called him out and forced him to go on an apology tour this was the great drew Brees, an average player or a young player a guy in uh, obviously mookie betts is a great player but he's a young player they can't take any chances they can't say why why can't i go play in the all-star game because they want to look at ids before guys people vote what the hell is wrong with that you can't do that there's no dissent allowed as always there will be no dissent allowed so uh, and, and Dave Roberts is smart. I mean, he might be full of himself, but he's smart enough to know this can only go one way. You can only support the, the, the same position as the mob, or they will come for you. Even if, even if you think you're making all the sense of the world, even if you think it's a good idea to look at IDs, but we'll see. It this is, it is amazing. It is amazing how fast you'll see the MLB fold over this right. versus the masters who, if you think of anybody in terms of caving to peer pressure, not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people win the battle when they're called racist and sexist. And the masters is like the one entity in the world that has overcome those odds. And Which, they have a history of you know racism. We know their history is, is dark, but they still, they don't care. They make their rules. I used to hate the masters. I used to hate the whole culture, but it, the, the way they do it is just so great. They just say, we do it our way. If you don't like it, get lost. So the network, which is CBS, which has been CBS forever. They, you know, they, at one point, you know, wanted to make demands and, and, uh, the masters committee said, you don't like it, get lost. We'll find someone else to do it. They don't max the, the, the money CBS pays for it is not, maxed out because they have to do what the master said so uh, says about everything and initially or in the old days i thought that was awful and these guys are tyrants and screw them and then i realized they limit the commercials <laughs> you know, they, yep. Yep. if you watch this uh, match play over the weekend which wasn't bad but it was just two shots commercial you know three two putts and you know, two two tee shots commercial 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 the Masters is four minutes of commercials an hour max and great coverage all over the course. They used to not allow the front nine, uh, the first nine, whatever they call it, to be shown. Now they do. It's the best TV event ever. It's better than the Super Bowl. It's better than anything. It's the greatest TV event because there are so few commercials. Uh, high definition has done wonders for TV golf. And when they show this course, you can see you know, every, every blade of grass perfectly. It's a great TV event. And it wouldn't be if CBS were calling the shots. It would be be an avalanche of TV commercials and promotions for their other shows. And they just limit that because that's the way they want it. And some stuff they do is ridiculous. When they banned Gary McCord, uh, McCord because he said they bikini waxed the greens. That's what he said. They, they, they were so quick. He said they bikini waxed them. He got banned for life. He hasn't been back since you're not allowed to say the crowd or the fans. You have to say the gallery. You're not allowed to say the back nine. You have to say the second nine. And if you break their rules, they kick your ass out. Yep. It's totally unfair. And you think that's them to back down from a situation like this. Like it would, if you'd have to get at least like five players to say they're backing out. And then at that point, if you got five, they're probably the entire field backed out. They, you know right. I mean? like, they, they could, they could pass whatever the craziest law it wouldn't matter. The, the, they, the, they wouldn't do that. The players love the masters. They have, they, they have no shot 
which is why where I began this saying they've met their match. The mob thinks, and maybe they've been misinformed. Maybe they, uh, someone steered them wrong, but think about it. They think not only do they think they can pressure the masters to do whatever they, something that they want, they think they can move it, <laughs> move it. So somebody, some black lives matter activist, and I can, uh, does it have a name in here? Oh, Keith Holman. <laughs> um, um, someone thinks that the masters is like whatever the PGA or, you know, whatever the, the event Accenture match play that they can just move it to a different course. <laughs> That's not how it works. This is the masters. This is Augusta. And I could just imagine in their little meeting at the, uh, you know, whatever the, the committee, the master's committee at, in, at Augusta, at their meeting, they put the green jackets on and they sit down and have lunch. And someone says uh, they're demanding that we denounce the voters of Georgia because of this voter ID law. These guys are just laugh hysterically and say, go, you no, know, they won't even respond. They won't. In fact, that's what happened when Martha Burke was demanding that Hootie Johnson and the masters allow women he was taunting her. I mean, he was literally responding to her and mocking her. He didn't try to play, placate her or play along or play the game that most people play. He said, get lost, go screw. Uh, eventually, you know, again, they let women in, but they didn't uh, give her the satisfaction of, of, uh, of, of uh, thinking that the pressure she brought to bear was why they made these changes. They would never do that. They will never allow Black Lives Matter or whoever the the cancel mob is coming after them, they they will get nowhere. They won't even get a dignified response from the masters. And I love it. They you have met your match, mob. Bring I it wonder, on. Yeah, do you think the masters will be we'll, the only the only uh, entity to not respond to this? Like you know, Home Depot is going to put out a statement. That's true. Oh, oh, if they haven't already, they're about to. You know, uh, I think right. they have a, they have a decision right? to make. That's absolutely right. They're in their corporate board meeting right now, trying to decide. How they can do this? I mean, what the hell is Coca-Cola and and uh, Home Depot? What are they supposed to do? They're going to say they're against, you know, whatever voter ID. They're they're all in favor. Oh, of perfect. Well, isn't Coca-Cola the whiteness study or whatever the whiteness poll? And th this is right up their alley. They're right. probably on. They probably helped write the statement. They're going to say they are one hundred percent behind the effort to uh, cheat in voters uh, in in elections. They want they support voter fraud. Don't get us wrong. We're in. You know we stuff the ballot box and ballot harvest and vote all night and don't show ID. They'll be uh, there. They live in fear of this mob. Although I think Coca-Cola is so big that if some, if they're kicking and screaming about a local election law, I mean, it's not the biggest deal, but they will absolutely placate the mob and the masters will stand in, in stark contrast and tell the mob to suck it. And I look forward to that. But anyway, um, <laughs> This stupid line about no water for the polls, no cookies and no water for people waiting in line. That's the one everyone's. In fact, I almost blame the Republicans in Georgia for giving them the satisfaction because I can just imagine, all, and I haven't seen them, but all the Stephen Colbert's and Jimmy Kimball and all the hardcore lefties are just grabbing onto that and saying, these tyrant, these, these people are evil. They won't let them have water in the line. And I'm saying, yeah, it's kind of a bigger issue. It's a bigger story, but they want to ignore the bigger story. of They want to maintain their their racist attitude of saying black people can't have IDs or don't have IDs. Never, I never really grasped that. But 
they will run with the no water for the people in line and uh, good luck to them because i think the people in georgia are embarrassed right now that they sent two radical lefties into the senate and changed the whole country and changed the whole world and, and made life you know mo so much easier for biden and harris and everyone's gonna you know when the whole country gets transformed by joe biden and, and kamala everyone's gonna blame georgia and the people of georgia are probably not going to uh, not gonna like that a whole lot let me tell you about shea concrete and what shea can do for you did you know that shea concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in north america well you do now in fact in 2020 shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall this is a testament to shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery as the guys at shea like to say teamwork makes the teamwork they do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800 696 SHEA. That's 800 696 S H E A. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. It was a wild weekend on a number of uh, levels. A couple other things we have to get to here. Um, did you see the video? And uh, if you're listening on audio, you can't. They, I don't think it works on audio, although there is one line I would like to get to from one of the uh, perps. But big story over the weekend. It happened last week, late last week. But two girls in uh, Washington, D.C. If you didn't see this story, mm, you're lucky because it is disturbing. It is, I mean, it is one of those stories that will just rattle you, keep you up at night. Two girls, 13 and 15, tased. They had a taser. I'm not sure what the most disturbing part of the story is, but I'll give you the story and uh, you decide. I would say maybe the fact that one of the girls is 13, the other is 15. They had a taser and they tased a, um, a Uber Eats delivery guy named Muhammad Anwar, a Pakistani immigrant. They tased him and tried to st and stole his car, uh, carjacked him. And um, he trying to stop them, grabbed the hold of the car, held on for dear life. They took off in the car and right down the street, it had to be whatever, a quarter of a mile away. They flipped the car on its side, throwing him to his death. He's laying dead on the sidewalk, splayed out dead, lifeless. It's just so, it's just sickening. I mean, it's sickening. If, if you saw it, if you read about it, I'm sure you were nauseated like I was at this. And there are National Guard there because the National Guard are still in D.C. protecting nothing. They were there. They're there as little pawns, little playthings for, for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. There were National Guard's guys on the scene, and they took some grief because they literally helped the killers. They helped the 13 and the 15-year-old like out of the car and didn't render aid to poor Mohammed Anwar, who's a few feet away on the sidewalk, I'm not sure they deserve that blame. I, I need to break it down frame by frame again because I don't think they knew exactly what happened. They had to be confused by the whole scene, and they could not have known that these girls just carjacked the guy and, 
and they were uh, you know essentially murderers at this point but whatever they we, finally the national guard did something for their all their uh, service in uh, dc they finally did something they helped these two girls <laughs> out of the crash and uh one of them i'm not sure if it's the 13 or the 15 year old um turns and says i left my phone in there she's literally i want to say 15 feet away from poor muhammad anwar the man she just killed and she's afraid or she's concerned about one thing she left her phone in the car that she just stole and flipped in dc now i assume most people if they're following the news if you're on twitter if you're on whatever what social media or if you're just watching you know about this you're aware of this um but if you're not i understand it was the weekend if these two girls the 13 the 13 and 15 year old were white they'd be no they'd be the biggest story of the spring it'd be the biggest story of the month of march it'd be it'd be the biggest story of 2021 so far it would be massive it would be all day every day live from the outside it was right outside nationals park right outside the ballpark you could see the seats you could see the uh, the stands through the iron gate uh this would be the biggest story we'd be talking about these cold blooded murdering children for some reason we we i don't want to give them a pass and assume that i don't know i don't know why but the mayor muriel bowser comes out with a statement her first i believe her first reaction and first tweet and first uh, statement is how to prevent a carjacking and talks about uh, don't leave your keys in your car or don't leave the car running or don't you know, leave your car unattended, which is literally blaming poor Muhammad Anwar, blaming the victim, saying he left his car while he's delivering Uber Eats. This, this poor guy's trying to make a living. His grandfather is trying to make a living and he left his car, well, I guess left his keys or left it running because he's delivering food and these two children carjack and kill him. And the mayor's first reaction is don't leave your car unattended, not condemning. Hashtag, hashtag protect your auto, Jerry. It's, is that what it's a, a trending your... hashtag out there in the world? Yeah. Hashtag protect your auto. Protect your auto. Yeah. I mean, it's you look at that and you go, wait a second. Shouldn't it be, you know, this is an elected official. This is the mayor of the city. Shouldn't she be offering, you know, thoughts and prayers and, and concern and uh, uh, for the... Uh, for the victim, poor uh, Muhammad Anwar, 66-year-old, killed by two girls, 13. I don't think I've seen, uh, reading the stories I read about it over the weekend, I don't think I've seen any, uh, like, uh, that that tweet from the mayor was accidental. Like, I would think that would be an accidental tweet. It's like one of these generic, like, be safe, you know, prevent you prevent, prevent yourself from getting carjacked. I would think, like, that would have been scheduled by an intern or something like that, but nobody has said that yet. So literally, they're just by not even making up that lie that they just put that out there in advance a week ago, let's call it. They just look like assholes. It's literally like one of the worst. <laughs> like, I, mean, you, you, uh, I understand. There's, and the, you see this on Friday night, two 13-year-old boys charged with armed carjacking uh, just a few blocks from where the 13 and 15-year-old girl killed Mohammed Anwar. Um, they were charged with two carjackings. On Friday night, two 13-year-olds um, with a handgun. I guess it's a problem. I understand why the mayor 
is uh, telling people to be be cautious, be careful. But the first reaction you have to this, no, but you know, if, if it's an issue going on in the area, right, and some intern posts on a schedule, I do. To be honest, I do with this show all the time. I schedule out like, hey, leave a review for a week down the road. You know what I mean? That you kind of just forget about, and maybe somebody scheduled it because it is an issue ongoing ongoing in the city. Right, right. But they haven't said that yet. They haven't. They haven't said that. That's no, I. And she took a beating on Twitter. I. I tweeted about it. It's amazing. You're expecting some kind of outrage. That's the reaction of a normal human being, when a when two children with armed with a stun gun, a 13 year old kid with. Well, I guess it's better than having a real gun. The 13 year old boys a couple of days later had real guns. 13 year olds. I mean, 13 year olds are carjacking. I don't think I, I mean, could drive a car at 13. Would you, if you jumped in a car, a new car and it's running or jumped in a car and you kick the driver out and you steal the car and you're 13, do you know what you're doing? What are you doing? Are you selling that? Are you just driving around for fun? It is frightening. And again, if they were white, uh, if they were, you know, little rich, little young, young, young Brett Kavanaugh's, we would know every detail about their lives, their families, but it's like, do we just, uh, ignore it it's like you have a murder in boulder and with this you know scumbag uh jihadist uh murdering 10 innocent people and it is all we talk about for days at the same time there were 15 people on monday last week shot in chicago and no one even mentions it it's like there <laughs> this this kind of thing happens every weekend in chicago in baltimore in dc and we just move on. This story should be a bigger deal. This story, we should be asking, how does a 13-year-old go this bad, this this wrong? Where where's mom? Where's dad? Where's the family? Where's the community? Where's you know the t maybe the kid isn't in school. Maybe that you know schools they're not back in school. Maybe this kid belongs in school, and maybe things would be different. But what do you think? What are you doing if you're a 13-year-old and you carjack a car? What do you do with it? You sell it? <laughs> you just drive it and have some fun and crash it? I mean, they literally get out of the car and the girl's like, where's my phone? What? Where's my stun gun? Where's my taser? And the guy is bleeding out dead a few feet away. If you haven't seen it, check out the video. It is disturbing to say the least. We will, uh, we will see if, you know, Pakistani lives matter. We'll see if Muhammad Anwar, if people feel as, uh, uh people, uh, are as upset by the death of, uh, Muhammad Anwar, as they are of the death over the death of I don't know George Floyd, who will be uh, commemorating this week, as the George will will be following that the the Derek Chauvin trial begins today, and we'll be talking about that as it goes forward. I'm telling you, the more I read about Derek Chauvin trial, the more I think this is going to get really really ugly because I'm not sure he'll get uh, acquitted. They'll find something to convict him on, but he has a hell of a defense if they can. Uh, prove uh the drugs killed george floyd and not the knee if they can prove that if his lawyers can prove that this is going to get really scary in minneapolis thoughts and prayers to all these small business owners and residents of that area because that uh not going to go over well if it's anything but convicted on all counts and you know 20 30 40 years in prison anything but that it's going to get really really bad but we will track that. We'll follow that because uh, it's beginning today. couple other things, Cullinan. We got to get to this. Uh, USA, we talked about it last week. Uh, USA, we talked about the reaction to the shooting in Boulder. The um, 
that as usual, it was about the white guy shooting 10 people at the grocery store until it wasn't a white guy. And then it was about the gun. It wasn't about the, the angry, uh, Syrian immigrant who I assume did it for Allah. We'll find out more. You know, we found out he was laughing when he was doing it. He was laughing. Uh, Ahmad Alyssa was laughing as he took 10 people's lives, including a cop who was the last one killed the cop and father of seven. Uh, but initially when it happened and, and, and by the way, we all got to look at Ahmad Alyssa before the usual suspects started tweak, tweeting and saying another white guy. Um, the, the woman uh, that we, we talked about Julie DeCaro, former ESPNer kind of angry feminist who blocked all of us. So I don't know what she's tweeting. I'm, she blocked me. Uh, employed, by the way. Should we, should we do that first? Employed Julie DeCarl because she says the same thing, but she's, she doesn't have any ramifications for her actions. Who does but, she work for? She's Deadspin. She, oh, right. Deadspin, yeah. She like, maybe, cause, is she, cause maybe she's a freelancer or something like that. And she was having an actual conversation with Hamel Javeri. Hamel Javeri, and we laughed about this because – I didn't know this position existed. Jamel, I mean, Hamel Javeri is the race and include was the race and inclusion editor at USA today. And I believe she was employed in the sports department. So she was the, a sports writer, sports reporter, but her job was race and race and inclusion. I guess, I guess that's a busy beat these days, but as you'd expect, she's a crazy radical lefty. Um, and she, uh, tweeted after the murders at the grocery store in Boulder. She tweeted, it's always an angry white man, always. And then she tweeted, I'm extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. Now, she tweeted those out and then found out shortly thereafter, it was a uh, Syrian-born uh, immigrant, Ahmad al Aliwi Alissa, who did the shooting, did this, uh, and she apologized, but too late, too late. She said it was a dashed off, dashed off overgeneralization tweeted after pictures of the shooter being taken into custody, serviced online. It was a careless error of judgment sent at a heated time that doesn't represent my commitment to racial equality. I regret sending it. Too bad she was fired. Now, I'm just going to guess that she wasn't particularly um, good at her job. Just going to guess she wasn't invaluable. I mean, if this were, trying to think of somebody who is like good at his job, who would, who would tweet something like this or say something like this. Hell, we're playing sound from Keith Oldman doesn't even have a job. It's amazing. Keith Oldman, again, he's insane. He's, in, he's, he's unhinged. He's completely out of his mind. But he's smart and he's articulate and he's got energy and he's got no job. I mean, you know, do we know that for a fact? I remember us talking about that months ago. He left ESPN, right? He went back to ESPN. He left on his own accord and they kept saying to launch a YouTube show. And it came off like he was being subsidized by YouTube right. to launch that show. So meanwhile, all these other people in the world are being canceled for their opinions. Like, like we got warnings on our YouTube channel for things that we're talking about, but here they are subsidizing or what it appears to be subsidizing 
uh, what's his name there? Uh, Keith Oberman. It's it. The hypocrisy is like. It's, 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 but I think of I think he was the biggest star in MSNBC once upon a time. You know. Yeah. And so now you have obviously Rachel Maddow is their biggest star. She gets the best numbers. But they, you have Chris Hayes and Lawrence O'Donnell and the talking about unhinged Joy Reid, who's a short timer. Let's be honest. She's so nuts. She's just she's a vile racist and homophobe and just. I'll give her credit. She holds nothing back. She blames everything on, you know, white guys and blame. I mean, she's just crazy every day. There's something else she's saying and, and, but you know, just completely nuts. But you tell me Oldman wouldn't get better numbers than Chris Hayes or have more of an impact than Lawrence O'Donnell, but they know he's a, you know, he's a loose cannon and maybe he's okay with it because he probably has plenty of money, made a lot of money and he just does what he wants to do. But, um, if you are really good at your job, you don't get fired for assuming the shooter at a, a mass shooting is a white. It's just, you know, if you're, if you're really valuable, but USA today, they probably, she probably sucked at her job and they use it as an excuse. Her position officially was sports media group, race and inclusion editor <laughs> for USA today. And they fired her for that. And I believe, um, she and then she came out and ripped USA Today. Yeah, she said sending one wrong tweet that ended up in the hands of Sean Hannity on Fox News was enough for this publication to turn tail. That's what she wrote on me. Her final line on her blog post there was like many places, USA Today values equality and inclusion, but only as long as it's rightful place, which is subservient to white authority. <laughs> Excuse me, to white authority. So uh, let's see. What's her name? I can't keep forgetting her name. J uh, Hamel Javari. We'll see if she lands on her feet. When, like we've said many times, if you're, you know, Jamel Hill or, you know, Dan Lepetard, it doesn't, I mean, you don't have to have an audience. You don't have to have real value. You have to be woke. They're woke. They hate Trump, which is still a thing. And you hate, you know, you can hate white people. That's cool. You know, look how it's worked for Joy Reid. She'll land on her feet. She'll get a job. She might be a terrible editor, a terrible writer, but she hates all the right people. So good luck to Hamel Javari. And uh, we'll see if they, should I apply for that job? See yeah, if they, you think you'd, I think that'd be good. You would think today has more impact than people give it credit. I for. know. I, I talked to someone about this yesterday. I said, who reads it? They don't even, I don't think they're giving it out in hotels right now because of COVID. So they, the only they syndicate a lot of their content though. Like right. a lot of their content ends up in newspapers all over the country. Cause I think they're affordable to, to other newspapers to, to repurpose yeah. the content. So it's, it's, it's a bigger, I mean, they have a bigger platform than they get credit for, you know, oh, this, this is not going to go well. Al Sharpton's got the mob outside the courthouse right now, Monday morning in, uh, in Minneapolis, He's uh, got a very stylish mask and a very stylish uh, uh, scarf, and he's got George Floyd's family, and they are ready. They are ready for this trial to begin, and it better go exactly how the Reverend Al wants it to go, or it, I mean, again, thoughts and prayers to the people of Minneapolis, because uh, their city is going to burn again if Al Sharpton doesn't get his way. But uh, anyway, my review of, of I'm going to give you my quick review before we go, Colin, of Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Right. Yep. The worst episode ever made. And it's been on the air for 50 years, something like that. No, uh, 40 something years. 
it was un unbelievably bad. I'm going to, I'm done blaming the cast members. Obviously Kate McKinnon's terrible. And I'm going to blame who's ever writing these skits. They brought back Maya Rudolph and you think at least she can play Kamala Harris. And she did. She played Kamala Harris and they had one of the other guys play Biden. It was awful. I will give myself credit, credit to me predicting they would use the latest Joe Biden clown show, like the press conference that he was just, and, and I haven't even talked about that on this podcast yet, but the, but the, anyone who says that Joe Biden wasn't a complete and utter train wreck in that press conference is lying to you. He lost his way dozens of times. He was just looking, not only have note cards, he had actual pictures of the people in the, of the people. There was only like 10, 12 reporters and he needed pictures and names of who to call on. I've never seen this before. A president actually referring to notes and reading from cards and looking at pictures just to make it through a simple press conference. And again, the coward in chief wouldn't even call on Peter Ducey from Fox news for one question. One host. That's all he had to do is take one hostile question and he doesn't have the guts to do it. Donald Trump took a thousand hostile questions every week. I mean, it's what he did. It was why it was entertaining. He wasn't always very, you know, articulate uh, or convincing when he, he also was, had no idea who he was talking to half the time. He'd right? always ask like, who are put, you? Who are you with? You know? Put it this way. He called on that playboy guy, the guy from allegedly from playboy, but people don't even think he actually, he's just a radical lefty you know, who would ask him, you know, why do you lie? I mean, he would call on that guy. I think his name is Brian Karim. He'd call on that guy who he knew hated him and had no readers and no audience. Fox news has the biggest audience in cable news and he wouldn't call on them because he's a coward. He was afraid to get one tough question. It was a disaster. And anyone who sells you different is, uh, 100% uh, wrong, but there was so much material there for SNL. They did one awful, awful skit where Kamala Harris was hosting a, uh, a Seder or a, a I don't know what exactly the term a Passover dinner because her husband's Jewish and she's whatever. And so they had Ted Cruz. They keep bringing back Ted Cruz. And then they had Marjorie Taylor Greene, a little known backbencher from uh, uh, Georgia, a, a congresswoman that nobody in you know, most of the country don't even know who that is. They bring her in and have Biden on for like 30 seconds. They're just pathetic. It is just a pathetic show. I think you got to. I think you got to give them some credit because you've said for weeks that they don't have the balls to make fun of uh, Biden, and they did. So you got to get a better grade than you did. Uh, they still spend more time making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene than they do Biden. And they tried, and, and they did headlines or whatever they called it, the weekend update, and they tried there to make fun of Biden a little bit, like walking up the stairs and tripping. Well, this week kind of felt like Biden on those stairs. <laughs> you thought it had to get better, but then it repeatedly got worse. It was just mild, and again, they made fun of Republicans for gun control or something. It's an awful, awful show. Terrible writers. My Rudolph was a disaster. And the rapper, I'm not a not a real rap fan, Jack Harlow. He was terrible too. Oh, yeah, he's got a good song. Yeah, I like it. All terrible, all awful. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was um, Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. 
I had never written a song before, actually, and uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters, from Podcast One or wherever you get yours. Hey, before we go, I'm, I was happy to see Alvin Kamara and Cam Jordan and other players saying they're not on board for the 17-game NFL season because I'm not on board for it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a greedy a greedy thing that uh, that is not going to help anything, and it's going to expose the NFL, the commissioner, as hypocrites because you can't sit there and say you care about players' health and head injuries and and concussions and say let's let's play another real game i mean it's it, and if you take away preseason games that doesn't make it it doesn't work because most of these starters don't play much in preseason it's not the same in fact in fact take away preseason games they suck but sticks they should be staying at 16 17 is a terrible number it's an ugly number it's an odd number it doesn't work alvin Kamara said we're not uh we're not into this. Uh, what, what what's, you, what's the real authentic reason for adding the game? And obviously, it's coming down to money, but who's the one that like desperately wants the money of the 17th? Well, the owners. I mean, think of it. You, it means a lot of money. They can do it. Um, because to make up for the lack can, of fans. Yes, and they lost. Yeah. We, I mean, we don't know how much they've all lost, but they know. They, yep. in their minds... They know what this pandemic, uh, what the you know the the reaction to the pandemic, cost them. I mean, it costs some owners more than others because they live in you know blue states with with uh, tyrannical governors, so they weren't allowed to have any fans, and it crushed some teams. And again, maybe there'll be some specifics, but I get you know it's millions and millions and millions, and they say here's an easy way to make up some of it. Let's just play another game next year. Why not? Well, I tell you why not, because that's too much. 17 games of tackle football is too much. Uh, and, and and 16 is a good number, an even number. It goes from Labor Day to New Year's Day. Didn't they just make a new, didn't they just sign a new TV deal too? Like, is, is this like, is this known? Like, will the networks have to pay more money for this one game? Is it included? If it, I mean, obviously they should pay more money because that's the whole purpose of doing the 17th game, right? Like, how, how is that all working? I don't know how that, I mean, I, um, I know the players and this is just beginning. They, like I said, Alvin Kamara and uh, Cam Jordan tweeted um, about uh, this and they're not happy and they shouldn't be. But if the owners can do it, they will do it and say, you know, we're going to make up for uh, what we lost. It's too bad. What they should do, I guess 16 is good. Like, in Major League Baseball, they should use this as an opportunity to shorten the season. It's way too long. Every season in every sport is too long, except football. Football got it right. 16 is good. Why do you want to make it too long? I understand why, but just say we have a great product. Our product survived COVID. I think Major League Baseball is going to take a huge hit. And you know, for years to come, they will all always look back and say it was because of COVID. People just lost interest over those uh, over that year, and they went away when we shut down, and they never came back. I think it's a problem. Uh, and in, in in the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball, it is not a problem with the NFL. NFL will come back next year. It was saved by you know Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and they will come back in September and be fine. I can't say the same for MLB or NHL or NBA. Can't or, or college. Though I think I saw a tweet over the weekend. I think it was Peter King 
who was assuming that the 17th game would feature a matchup of uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not going to argue that one. I'm upset. If this makes me hypocrite, I'll watch, you yeah. know, I'll watch the product and I have no problem not watching, you know, 162 major league baseball games. You know what? Nobody's doing that anymore. Nobody's watching. Certainly nobody's listening to the game on the radio. If they, there are people clinging to this idea and you see it, you know, on Twitter that, Oh, we got a game coming up and I'm saying, who the hell is listening to oh, game on the if radio? Pulled, if you pulled, uh, let's call it twenty people on the side on, on the sidewalk today, they wouldn't know that opening day at Fenway Park is Thursday. I know they I know. would not. They would have no clue. And they're limiting the crowd, and you think that should make the tickets, you know, more valuable? I, I'm sorry, people are just. It's easy to ignore. It's easy to say. I got other things to do when it comes to baseball. It is not with football. We will watch that 17th game, but it's a stupid idea. It makes it harder to make a schedule. It makes it harder to have the playoffs. Everything was working nicely with 16. It's, you know, a good number to divide up into halves and quarters and everything else. I don't know. 17 stupid. It just looks and sounds greedy. And I'm glad to see the players bitching about it because they should. And uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to get their way. But they should bitch because 17 is a bad idea. All right, Cullinane, um, um, we will leave it there. We will, uh, we, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, I, I, we had a few, we had a, a new, a handful, more than a handful. We had a bunch of new uh, reviews, which I was happy to see. We called for uh, a five star rating and reviews on Apple Podcast. And when we ask for that, we get some. We're close, yep. we're closing in on 4,000 reviews, which I, Never thought we'd see, but reviews are that. reviews are a major a major help to the podcast when people. I think people like they hear us say that and they think they're just like leaving a Yelp review to like their yeah. favorite restaurant. No, like it has actual impact on the podcast if you leave a rating review. So please, yes. and, and no, we don't have to look at those reviews saying you know we hate Alex anymore. That's true. No more those. <laughs> we'll just say thanks, Jerry. Thank yeah, you. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'll blame. I'll say yeah. No, we'll we'll we'll. We still like Alex, but he's got other things going on, and we wish him luck. But anyway, thanks to Shea Concrete. Now I'm paving a DCU. We appreciate uh, all our wonderful sponsors, and uh, we ask again for you to support them because uh, they're standing by us. It's not easy in this day and age. And believe me, it's not easy, and we appreciate their loyalty. It's the most important thing. Anything else, Colin? Uh, well, one, I got to go pick up my little Nas X shoes. I think oh, comes out at 11, so that's one. But two, I thought you were going to start the NFL segment by uh, Des Bryant tweeting uh, NFL players need to support Deshaun Watson. I I'm just going to, I'm just, you know, <laughs> the NFL players are, if any NFL players are listening. Oh, you know, we should get to that. We can do that tomorrow. The guy who was, it was saying that, uh, why are they making such a big deal out of Deshaun Watson when this yeah. guy, this backup lineman or whatever. Nobody, was, nobody's ever heard nobody, of Nobody, a guy I didn't ever heard of beat up his wife. And I'm going, huh? Yeah, Bobby, I, I think it was Burak who came on last week. He wrote an article just take, taking it apart because, you know, you think right. of the coverage that Drew Brees had or even that Tom Brady had with the flake gate and stuff like right. that. And nothing compares to the Brady coverage or taking air out of a football. But Deshaun Watson is going to get worse because, as I said last week, wait till the day comes when we get details of exactly what his fetish is. That's the kind of thing that the clickbait that... Uh, is just going to take this story to another level because I'm still, I read it and I'm still not exactly sure what he was uh, demanding, what he was doing specifically to these women. When we find that out, it's going to get worse before it gets better for Deshaun Watson. 
and it is going to be when all when it's all done it's going to be one of the biggest scandals the most sordid scandals in uh, in NFL history yep. i mean it's going to be bigger than I don't know, Aaron Hernandez bigger than uh you know, Adrian Peterson because you got so many women it just and he's young and he's just and his whole reputation is just going to get change like that it's going to get nasty it's going to get ugly but we'll stay on top of that we'll give you updated we'll give you the latest number of women who are suing deshaun watson there'll probably be some more tonight tomorrow we'll give you the latest but uh, we will leave it there i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we will do it again tomorrow why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Imagine being able to detangle, dry, and style with one tool. Just in time for back to school, the Infinity Pro by Con Air with the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes do it all for frizz-free salon results at home. The pink smoothing brush has 136 Flexalite bristles for painless detangling and 1,000 watts of high-performance power for smooth, shiny results. And the purple large oval dryer brush creates glam waves and comes with a bonus volumizing attachment for added lift and volume at the roots. The all-in-one dryer brushes are perfect for all hair types with three heat settings for customized styling and frizz fighting technology that leaves hair shiny and manageable. These styling essentials are your prescription for salon results at home. Go to conair.com to get your Infinity Pro by Conair with the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brush or all-in-one smoothing dryer brush now.